0: Fried
1: right, right, potatoes. One My potato, God. two potatoes, three potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, awesome. seven potatoes. more. Potato. potato, two potatoes, three potatoes more. Right, right,
0: potato. Five potatoes, it's six potatoes, seven done. potatoes more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your
1: hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, TJ. Thanks, TJ. Welcome to episode 302. We are, we're, like, ready to rock this morning. I know. i got uh, notes and shit for the first Dan's time. Dan's got printouts. Printed out. Pr- not only printed out, it's stapled. That I worked out out on
0: my lunch break for, like, the past three days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, not the past three. Our last three days in the school building.
1: Yeah. Um, we're not there anymore. Uh, I have stuff mostly, I have stuff on notebook, which is more than usual, so... Uh, on notebook, I made it sound like that was an app or something. Yeah. I mean, a literal notebook. Yeah, like you got your Mac notebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, on a literal notebook. Uh, I have. That was my list of things I wanted to watch. Uh, <laughs> that page I just flipped by was me trying to figure out when I could schedule my stuff for remote week next week, and that's pretty much the uh, the biggest accomplishment of my day yesterday. So,
0: yeah, my uh, it was very productive. My week is looking. Okay. Well, yeah. Cuz I can't do, I can't do much cuz everyone's out of the building.
1: Your job is pretty much the building and yeah. if we're not in it,
0: yep. <laughs> then well I'm not
1: going to go do home <clears throat> visits while we're right. out on COVID. When everybody's <laughs> home. Uh so we're it's about 11:20 right now. Uh today is well it is Wild Card weekend. Um, the Eagles uh despite Uh, Their bad start and also a rookie head coach that (laughs) he was, the Eagles were his only interview. (laughs) Uh, They had like last choice of head coaches, Uh, sort of rookie uh, quarterback who had four starts going into this year. Yes, they played some bad teams, but you play the teams on your schedule. They made the fucking playoffs. It's, it's, so today I feel like I'm playing with house money. Yeah. Um.
0: Nothing is expected of them today. No,
1: and, and but there's a little, and maybe it's just the fan, Yeah, there's a little piece of me that sees the road to them winning this game. Yeah. As long as they don't get down early. Yeah. If they get down by double digits to Brady, they're done. Yeah. But if they can keep it close in the first yeah, half.
0: I mean, the Bucks are great, but they're without, like, three of their big weapons. Yes. Essentially.
1: They're out three weapons, three major weapons. <clears throat> yeah. Not, on not, yeah, not right. just like,
0: Oh, it's our starting it's wide receiver. It's Oh, it's your starting all pro wide receiver. And your starting th- all pro running back.
1: The thing that they, uh, and the thing that they had done really well early in the season was stop the run. And that was largely because of Levante David's range. He's been hurt. He's back today. But from what I am getting out of the, uh, or, what I'm inferring from the because I follow a couple Tampa, I follow, I try to follow beat writers from every team. Um, the Tampa ones are like, he's active, but I don't know how active he's gonna be. Yeah, I think it's gonna be look, activate me. What's the worst that can happen? If I can't go, I can't go. Yeah,
0: but and <clears> then <throat> on a couple like known run plays, yeah, he'll maybe, not gonna maybe he'll to...
1: just play first and second down. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. but uh. The Eagles, since not running the first six weeks of the year, it was t- actually after the Tampa game, they completely flipped the way they played offense. They were running like, uh, passing like 75% of the time, which is ridiculous. Yeah. They now run it like 40 times a game and they have dominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, that offensive line is can just kind of do whatever they and want. And they're all super athletic, and they can, so they can run any play. It's, and, uh,
0: and the easiest way to beat Brady is to keep Brady off
1: the field. Keep him off the field, yeah. <laughs> as long as he's sitting his ass on the <laughs> sideline, they're in good shape. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm really looking forward to it. The The long story short, they are the 1 o'clock game, so we will wrap this up at about 12.45. So we have about an hour and 20 minutes. It's a good thing we're ready to
0: go. Then. I know. <clears throat> so, yeah, I was, I was kind of pissed watching the Bills scores yesterday because I'm like, where the fuck has he been like this? all Oh there?
1: well, I mean he had a, I mean he had a good year. He had he a was good still, year. He was I, still a top five quarterback. But it was still like there wise. were
0: there were weeks when we needed him to yeah. do better, and it's like oh five touchdowns, three hundred yards, sixty yards rushing. Damn
1: it! Should have tried a season with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> good point. <laughs> was, good point. But anyway, uh, yeah, the uh, the Bills. Holy smokes! That when when he when we're talking about Josh Allen, when he plays like that, I. I don't know who beats them. Yeah. Like, he looked like, I, someone tweeted it early. Um, I only watched the first half. I, I woke up this morning to see that they pushed 50 on him. Yeah. Uh, I was done at 20 to and nothing. the Patriots
0: defense <sighs> is no joke.
1: No. Uh, they haven't played as well the last couple of weeks, but, yeah, they've been good all year. They're not a uh, team that gives up 50. Right. Among right, the regular. <laughs> right. Uh at 20 to nothing i was like this game is over. Yeah. It was 20 to nothing at some point in the second quarter and that's when i went to bed. Um, and ended up 47-17 yeah, or something it was, like that. It was ugly. Uh and, and and even at that 20 to nothing and i never would have said this about a thought you would say this about a New England team or a Belichick coach team they didn't look like they wanted to be there anymore. No. At 20 to nothing. Like all of them they were just like because it was, oh, by the way, it was six below in yeah, Buffalo exactly. last night. You're, you're, you're below zero,
0: and you're losing by 20. I'd be like, and no, just give me the big fucking coat. And or
1: he just was just, and Josh Allen was just slinging, too. Not, oh, it okay. wasn't It wasn't like, yeah, it's five below, so they're going to run the ball hard-nosed. They well, were he, he got was his 300 slinging.
0: yards on <clears throat> 21 completions. Yeah. yeah. It was like 21 for 25. It's like, in any cold weather situation, I mean, in any game, 21 for 25 is, yeah. that's what yeah. you want. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But The fact that he did that when it's below zero and most people can't fucking hold a football at that point.
1: He wasn't one of them but it's just wild to see with like six below games and like the defensive linemen are out there with no sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit how tough you are. Yeah. Frostbite's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Like motherfucker if you're out there on a long drive he's like maybe I don't want to look tough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I guess I actually heard this last night the uh I think it was uh Devin Singletary because he had a big game too and good for him he takes an awful lot of shit but they don't run it. Yeah. Um and he does kind of suck, but when he's good, he's really good. Um, he doesn't feel comfortable with the ball if it's not his skin. Like he, like, That is a weird, I mean, it sounds like a serial killer type thing. Yeah. He doesn't like wearing sleeves because he doesn't like the way the ball, his, because he's running back. He doesn't yeah, like carrying we, yeah. the
0: ball. And which is your main <laughs> job. That yeah. To make sure you feel comfortable holding the right. ball. Right. <laughs>
1: so he doesn't wear sleeves, and what, and I don't know if they all do this, but. Uh, he puts Vaseline on the outside of his arms.
0: I actually saw that on SportsCenter the other day. Yeah. yeah, where I'm like, that just seems like, seems like an offensive lineman that's wearing Vaseline. Right. Well, defensive line. cheating. this seems like it would be cheating. Like you are yeah. legit making yourself slipperier Slippier. and tough to push and old.
1: <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way. I was thinking of it as wait. Sleeves are too slippery, but Vaseline
0: isn't? Yeah. But I would
1: imagine he only puts it on the outside of his
0: yeah, arm. But still, it makes it seem like to be that like if I'm on the defense, yeah. and you're one of those guys who wears like the sleeves right yeah. up to your delts.
1: Uh, Chris Long style.
0: Lathering yourself in Vaseline, because they yeah. go to break you, you know, they go, to, they go yeah. to block you, and you just put up your arms in there.
1: I'd be wiping it on them after every play, too. Like, <laughs> here's your fucking Vaseline back that's all over my hands now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Asshole.
1: <laughs> Asshole. Uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, because uh, I, I feel no pressure. I feel no pressure. When they played the Bears a couple years ago, even though that was also a road game, I I thought they were the better team, and they did just barely win, but they won that game. Um, this year, I feel no pressure. But again, I do see a path. Yeah. Uh, so today, we're going to talk about our uh, 2022 goals. Yes. And um, I just wrote down, like I did last week, I wrote down three that I watched this week and three that you watched this week. Um... One of the one, well, one of them. I was one of your horror movies. I was genuinely curious about the. That's the most recent one, Antlers. Yeah, I'm curious about card counter. I don't know why that was hard to say. Mm. Um, because I guess the uh, I guess the reaction that I have that has filtered into my brain has been a negative one of that movie. No, really. Okay, Uh, maybe it was. It's just a weird. Maybe I saw like happened to see like two bad tweets about it or something, and that was enough to make me think, well, <laughs> another example of that Twitter is not real life. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then the last one is Empty Man that you watched this week. Yes. And that was one that was, I think it was on a list or something that I had watched yeah. about a year ago, and I asked you about it, and I, I almost, did you have the same kind of, you had heard it wasn't that great, kind of like I have heard about The tra- The trailer.
0: Okay. The trailer for, oh, we'll start right there then. Uh, the trailer looks like another fucking creepy pasta adaptation, fucking, what's the, the, Tall Man, Thin Man, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Slender Man. Slender Man, yeah. yeah. Okay. Looked like shit. Okay. And the trailer did not help it at all. It was quite good. Um, yeah, because it had made um, two of the, oh Jesus, I, almost, I think I almost popped my
1: thing there. Mm. Mm. What, what did you do? My sandal. <laughs> <laughs> I've glued it like four times. That's pretty good then, because yeah. usually after one, I'm done.
0: Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, one of the podcasts I listened to, they had named it, like, to their top ten, and they're like, no, give it a chance, it's fucking really good. It kind of has that creepy pasta vibe to it, where a bunch of teenage kids, if, like, you find a bottle, like an empty bottle on a bridge, and you blow into it, type of thing, like, like a Candyman
1: summoning. Um, yeah, what you're describing to me is Aladdin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that the 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 empty man will will come for you, type of thing.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. I
0: gotcha. Um, then add a cult to it, and that's what was really kind of cool about this one is it's got almost like a Lovecraftian slash um L. Ron Hubbard fucking Scientology thing going for it.
1: Aliens with tentacles?
0: No. It doesn't show anything. Like, you never see... Like, you kind of see the Empty Man, but it's not... It's just, like, what they think the Empty Man looks like. It's not... It's... the, the, The Empty Man himself is an actual vessel that communicates to you from the beyond. So that's who the Empty Man is. Okay. The Empty Man is not what comes after you. The Empty Man is, like, a comatose patient. But he, oh, but he speaks hence empty man. Yeah, but he speaks from a dimension beyond. Gotcha. To try to, you know, end this world type of thing. But much like that, there's like a cult that revolves around that, and it feels like you you go and you take a test and you 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 can join the group.
1: Take a test. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. But you know, it's stuff like, you know, do you believe the brain can itch? Oh. You yeah. know, weird fucking shit like that. Um, and there's even, like, a weird camp. Um, and it's, the main character is James Badgedale, who was a former cop whose wife died and the son died in an accident. You kind of learn, like, why that's haunting him a little bit. And there's some things that play on into what's going on now. You know, there's kids that are committing suicide after, you know, with writing, like, The Empty Man Made Me Do It type of thing. Um... Does it fall apart a little bit? Yeah, I mean it's got a lot that it's trying to do, and it's long. It's like two hours and twenty minutes long. Um, Ooh, that's that's rough for a something yeah, like that. Yeah, those are is.
1: usually like ninety-seven minutes. Yeah,
0: exactly. If this had been like a like a top one hundred, I would have been like. Although the opening twenty minutes doesn't really. You don't. It doesn't really tie into anything into the film until like one of the very last scenes, and then you're like, "Oh, okay, that's awesome." Mm. But the opening scene, like the opening pre credit scene, is like twenty five minutes long. Like, (laughs) but it's building. It built a really cool mythology. Um, So there
1: will be more. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Maybe. I could see there being more. Um, But yeah. And it's not, like, available, like, fucking anywhere. I bought it at fucking Redbox for, like, four bucks. But, like, no video stores. Like, Bull Moose didn't have it. It wasn't streaming, like, anywhere. So, I'm like, no wonder, like, nobody knows about this fucking movie. Yeah. (laughs) It was out in, like, February for, like, two weeks and then just disappeared. Huh. Uh, But really, really good. I enjoyed it. Um, Card Counter. It's a little rounder's. Yeah. Um, Oscar Isaac is excellent. He plays a former uh, Gulf War vet who has been in Leavenworth for the past ten years and got out because he was part of the Abu Ghraib thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he makes his living now as like a gambler, counting cards, but he doesn't win big. He does just enough to kind of. He's like he's like John Turturro's character in Rounders,
1: which is which is the way I would do it. Yeah, he doesn't
0: like want to enter big money fucking tournaments. He doesn't want to do any of that shit. He just wants to do his own thing. He he's very much still in like the prison routine, the prison mentality.
1: Stay under the radar
0: until he meets Ty Sheridan's character. Ty Sheridan is the son of a former military guy who committed suicide, who had worked in. An Abu Ghraib-like prison. And had also gone to jail. Much like Oscar Isaac's character. And they learn that... Um, they connect, because while he's at a casino, because that's where he hangs out, obviously. Um, and, there's, <laughs> and there's always conventions. like secu- That's his work. Like security conventions and shit like that. Oh, yeah. You know, stuff men are going to want to do. Right. Um, and th- at, while they're there... They see a thing being, like a thing, uh, security being put on by Willem Dafoe, who is essentially like a Donald Rumsfeld. Was a, well actually, he's probably more like, um, well, Betsy DuVos's brother.
1: Ah, uh, yes, Eric. Eric,
0: yeah. Who is, was in charge of like all these Abu Ghraib places, but was not in the military, but taught all these guys advance, you know. Private
1: so, security.
0: So when the shit went down, he walked away and disappeared for a while, yeah, and is now making a boatload of money while... These other guys went to fucking jail. As, as they put it, anyone who was in the pictures went to fucking jail. Right. Not their superiors, no one else. Um, so when his dad his dad committed suicide, his mother left him, so he decides he's going to fucking kill Willem Defoe's character. And Oscar Isaac is like, why don't you just come with me for a while? Like, go out on the road with me for a bit, you know? Count some cards. Yeah, just, you know, think about this again, because this is not going to go well. While they're doing this, you know, he learns that this kid's in fucking debt like crazy because he dropped out of school and he's had to fend for himself. And he also meets Tiffany Haddish's character who puts together stables of gamblers. Like, she'll stake you and then you owe her like 50% of your cut. Right. And you have to stay with her for like so long. Of course they fall in love. Of course. Um, But because of this, he has to start entering some higher stakes stuff and it's making, taking him out of his comfort zone. And it's a Paul Schrader film, the guy who wrote, like, Taxi Driver and, you know, um, has made, written and directed Affliction and American Gigolo. He, his main, his main stock and trade is alienated men making bad choices. That's what he does. Right. You can imagine where this film goes from there. Right. Um, But I really enjoyed it. It's weird seeing Ty Sheridan more grown up, because he kind of looks weird, grown up he he always has been a kind of weird looking kid anyway. Yes. So now he's getting more adult features and it's not working as much for him. <laughs> I think. Um, see, so yeah, it's just weird seeing. Him
1: like he's that. one of those ones that I didn't expect to see much past twenty four.
0: Yeah, which when
1: we, he we still might not when he could when he had to stop playing when, at the point that he had to stop <laughs> playing high schooler. Yeah. Is when.
0: Yeah. Now that and now that the X Men movies are done with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Oscar Isaacs is great, as he always is. Tiffany Haddish is good. She, it's not a funny role for her at all.
1: Which is probably for the best, because she was one of those... I uh, don't find
0: her super funny, to no. be honest. And I, I, I know everybody else does. But yes, like, I and really you feel you feel like an asshole, because yeah. like... I know, because it's like, I don't dislike her because she's a black woman. Right. I just don't find her funny.
1: Well, because everything that I have... Because it's one of those things where... Uh, you see all this oh she's the new hot new comedic mm. actor thing and everything i've ever seen her in it's like she's just doing like a kevin hart impersonation yeah and it's not funny I know. and i don't know if again just like we talked about with the with the 2016 ghostbusters last and week be fair, i don't find kevin hart that
0: funny no either. i don't either <laughs> so. I, don't, I don't yeah i don't think kevin hart yeah when they went to go do like night school or whatever that film was i'm like no thank you yeah. <laughs> and so,
1: I wonder if it's the same thing as that, uh, as the 2016 Ghostbusters that we were talking about last week, that it was like giving them, giving her nothing to work with. Hey, just do that thing that you do. Yeah. Again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, with with no real jokes to work with. When you're... I don't know. When you are the joke, Yeah. it doesn't last very long. No. It just... It, you have to have something to work with and I've everything that I've ever seen her in, that's all it is. It's like it looks like it looks like they just brought her in and said, Hey, I want you to deliver all these lines mm-hmm. the way that Kevin Hart would. Yeah. And that's it. So I I was I was curious to see how she was yeah, no, she's, in a role when she's, she's not asked to do that.
0: She she I mean she's not spectacular. It could have been a better film with someone else. Okay. In that role. Uh, but she doesn't ruin anything. Yeah, she's fine
1: (laughs) that's gonna be on the box Uh, Tiffany Haddish she doesn't ruin it yeah (laughs) Um,
0: and honestly the same with Ty Sheridan
1: he's okay (laughs) but you're putting you're putting them Ty Sheridan and Tiffany Haddish don't ruin this
0: movie but you're putting them in a fucking film with Oscar Isaac who is great and fucking Willem Dafoe yeah and it's and that's the thing it's not like a big there's not a lot of characters in this film it's mostly those three, and then once in a while, Defoe.
1: The Defoe thing, the the most <laughs> overmatched uh, Defoe, recent Defoe thing that I've watched recently was uh, when Willem Defoe and uh, Tyra from uh, was it Tyra from Friday Night Lights are oh. on screen at the same time in John Wick. It's like these two people should not be on screen at the same time in the yeah. same movie. It's like good, hun. Good, good luck. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So the third one, we might as well go uh, three for three here. That I was uh, that I that popped out on your watch this week was Antlers.
0: Yeah, which just came out uh, on, on video. Just came out on video. It was one of those that was meant to come out at like the end of two thousand nineteen.
1: Yeah, because I feel like I've been hearing it, about it was it
0: supposed to come out like the week after the pandemic first hit. Yeah, and then. Every time it's wanted to come out, they pushed it back, pushed it back. Um, It's one of those films like it's not made by a horror guy. It's made by Scott Cooper,
1: who did he did like
0: Crazy Heart and um... Christ. What else did he do? I'm bringing it. But yeah, he did Crazy Heart, the film with fucking... That's um, the one
1: that we couldn't pull the name for last week when we were talking about Jeff Bridges.
0: Yeah, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, he did uh, Out of the Furnace, that one with uh, Christian Bale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I say that like I've seen it. And Casey Affleck. He's known for dramas, and that's kind of what this film is. But let me tell you, there is some freaky shit happening going on. (laughs) Um, It works really well for us, I feel. Because it takes place in a small... Small fucking secluded town in fucking Oregon, you know, surrounded by trees, poverty, impoverished as hell. And, like, the main character is this little, like, fucking 10-year-old kid whose dad is a meth head, who's basically trying to take care of his younger brother. Man, this should have taken place in Maine. Yeah, oh, it feels. (laughs) like like it, it. Like, we're watching it, and Andrew's like, how many kids do you know like this in your school? I'm like, I can name ten. Half of them? <laughs> I can name ten right now. Yeah. And if you want to, you know, add the other gender, I can start naming more. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, but that's what it feels like. It feels like this takes place in fucking LaGrange. Uh, and what happens, though, is um, the Wendigo. Huh? The Wendigo spirit's up there, and the kid's dad essentially kind of starts turning into the Wendigo. Um, and, uh, what's her name? Carrie? Russell. Russell. See, it should have taken place in Milo. Yeah. (laughs) Um, she is a school teacher she's his teacher, and she has just come back after being away like years and years and years and years, because she left because her dad abused her. And she lives with her brother who stayed behind, played by Fat Damon. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jesse Plemons, um, who is now like the small town sheriff, who is... Not overwhelmed in like a you know deputy Dewey kind of way, <laughs> <laughs> I have questions about that too by the way, but he's but he's he is not right re- like the the long term town sheriff has recently retired. what did we just and he's the only one who
1: who could take the job what did we just watch him as a cop in Clemens yeah. All right, I'll look it up. By the I mean, time. he was in Power
0: of the Dog recently. That's one I'm this right. Yeah. To my head. Uh,
1: I just watched him as a cop in something. But yeah. It's
0: it's a very fucking dark film. Um, and yeah, you can tell it's made by a guy who is not normally a horror director because it's not. It doesn't lean into the usual horror tropes. It's more concerned with, like, the characters. Now, is that now, there is some freaky shit in this movie? I will not say. I will not lie. There, <laughs> there is some freaky fucking shit that happens in this movie. Um I highly recommend. It. I thought it was great. I can understand why other people might not. So it's, it's not like a scare-a-minute type of movie. It's not
1: because that's another one that was uh <clears throat> I I felt like the general consensus was a negative one
0: from I can see why. Yeah. I can see why because again, it's not if you're a Scott Cooper fan and you like his like family dramas that are a little Dark or not, you're like, why the fuck is there a Wendigo in this film? (laughs) (laughs) Where's the Wendigo? Because that's the type of thing. It's the type of film where just the dad being a meth head, everything else in this film could have still worked. Yeah. Because the dad is a dangerous fucking meth head. (laughs) Um, And with horror fans, you're like, where's the Wendigo? I need to see the fucking Wendigo more. I want more death. Although when when the sh- when the shit goes bad, it is brutal. Yeah, There is some shit in this film. I was like, holy fuck! I can't, believe, I can't believe it just showed that. And that's me speaking. Yeah, uh, it
1: is funny that um, in the first twenty minutes of this uh, episode, we have talked about uh, both Landry and Tyra, <laughs> who famously uh, are the cause for. A really great show, Jumping the Shark, when they commit a murder together. Yeah. On this high school football show. Jesus,
0: I know. Anytime <laughs> anyone's, ever asked, I, anytime everyone, anyone's <laughs> ever asked me, is Friday Night Lights good? I'm like, skip season two. Yeah. Just like, fucking, like, I don't know what the hell they thought. Like, did that, ha- that had to have been, like, network notes. Like, you need to compete with the OC. We need some crazy shit to happen. It's turn like. Turned
1: it into a fucking soap. I mean. Season one of that show is damn near perfect.
0: Yeah, like season one and like season four
1: when he moves when
0: he ha- when when they split the town in two. Yeah, and he has to go coach the other team. Yeah, I fucking loved that. Yeah, Friday Night Lights classic show. Yeah, there's some great shit in that show, but season two is not it.
1: <laughs> Still one of the greatest theme songs of all time. Mm-hmm. That theme is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, anything else on Antlers?
0: But it's one of those like I rented it and like yeah now I'm going to I will buy it. Uh,
1: I had 3 new watches this week. I did um, I'm staying right around 50-50 for my rewatch, new watch so far in 2022. Nice. I've been I think I'm like 7 7 new and 6. I am rewatch.
0: I am at like 20 new and out of and two rewatches. Oh wow. And that's only because I've been rewatching Scream for the Video Monsters podcast. (laughs) I...
1: Maybe we've talked about it, but I did not know there was a new Scream coming out, and it was so weird seeing, like, on Letterboxd, like, why is everyone watching Scream? Because I saw, like, maybe TJ watched it or whatever, and I I thought it was just a random rewatch of something, and then I saw you were watching it, then I saw it was, like, most popular
0: on whatever. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Andrew and I are actually going to go see that this afternoon, using our free tickets that we got. Uh, They actually sent, like, free, like, actual, like... Oh, so you got a thing. I got a thing with a membership card, uh, and yeah, like, printed out, like, old-style movie tickets. Oh, nice. I'm like, that's kind of fu- kind of fucking cool.
1: So, uh, Dan lives uh, one town over, well, I guess two towns over, uh, and they have a small independent theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Christmas, I bought uh, uh, Dan and Andrea mm-hmm. a, or we got them a... Membership. membership to yeah. the theater? And uh, it's basically, uh, what I said Dan, is it's basically a donation in your name. But it does have some perks. Dan is getting, he's got, is there a card? Oh, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Because mm-hmm. I also have
0: one, because this is how fucking nerdy I am, for the Mahonic drive-in. Ah. Yeah. In, uh, you know pennsylvania just then I've, just, then I've in been once. just in case just in case yeah this entitles me to free popcorn whenever good, i go good so, uh, so once a year this is gonna I save mean, me like three bucks it's only maybe. a nine
1: hour drive yeah it's just a quick nine hours down 95 and then bang right
0: but yeah i mean it's got my name on it and everything very cool yeah um they did not cut it very
1: no it's well. not cut very straight which just adds to the charm yeah exactly this is
0: this is like old school fucking video store car yeah it you know, is like uh So, it gets you... I also want to know how you get to be a member, because this is as a member in good standing. Like, like if I leave... What have I done? If I leave the theater a mess, so they're like, no, you are a member in bad standing
1: now. I would fucking die if you get a new card, and it's just crossed out. (laughs) You're still a member, because you want that money. Yes, we will uh, still accept your money. But we do not
0: consider you in good standing anymore. You talk talk too much. Right.
1: (coughs) That's funny. Uh... I don't even know where to go from there. Oh, that you're going to
0: see the... That you're you're going going to to go see see the Scream. Which, again, half the people are like, it fucking sucks. Really? And the other half of the people are like, it's fucking great. What are you talking about? And I'm like... I wonder... Can't anything just get three stars anymore, man?
1: I wonder... I know. I wonder if... Because I feel like this has been a theme the last three times we've talked. I wonder if this is another example of... We talked about the Ghostbusters. Yeah. We talked about Spider-Man. We talked about the Matrix. Maybe this is another example of a 20-year-old franchise coming back and half the people hate it because it's too samey and half the people hate it because, yeah. or, and, and then the people that, and then
0: the other half love it for the exact same reason. Well, it's funny because it's, um, I mean, Matrix was fourth, but they were talking about how, like, I was listening to a podcast where they we were talking about, like, often done the fifth film, because they did it with yeah, where they kind of, like, kind of reboot it but not reboot it. Yeah. <laughs> Sof- like, the soft the reboot. The soft
1: reboot. <clears throat> um, I still haven't even seen that. Although, I almost pulled the trigger, uh, last week, they
0: had 4K oh. bundle sales. You have given me my missing September. <laughs> I, 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 don't I, even, I, will... Don't say
1: anything. I, I'm not. I okay. will okay. unveil
0: it when we get to September. Okay. Uh,
1: a couple weeks, uh, last week, or the week before, it was, they had all five Bourne films, including the Renner one, which is pretty good, by the way, um... It would have been a 4K... I only have the first four. It would have been a 4K upgrade plus the fifth one for 30 bucks. Mm. I almost did it, but uh, I didn't. I'm sure that, that deal will come around again. That makes me so fucking happy. <laughs> Dan is ecstatic over here. Um, the three that I watched this week for new watches... Uh, my rewatches were kind of boring. I am still... I feel like I've gotten to the point in my uh, Marvel rewatch. When you're doing it in timeline order, I really like up to Avengers.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then I kind of don't care for a little bit.
0: Yeah. I don't care about... You get, like, Age of Ultron, which is okay. Which is what I watched the other day. Thor Dark World, which is okay. (laughs) Uh, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3, which... I like, but it doesn't feel like a part of the uh, the rest of the movies right. at all.
1: Well, no, so the thing completely ignored—the ending is completely ignored. <laughs> yes, exactly, it goes because it goes from Iron Man three to Ultron, like end of Iron Man three, he blows up all the suits and he's done. Beginning of Ultron, they're fucking busting a bunker. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Uh, and also, yeah, you could change your mind, Tony, but Jesus, <laughs> timeline-wise, um, right before Age of Ultron are both Guardians movies. Mm-hmm. And I skipped Guardians 2. The thought of watching that second and third act again mm-hmm. just was too much for me. And that's yeah. really kind of sad. Yeah, Guardians, it, again, it's long.
0: Yeah, the, Man, the second one is a long one. And, like, Act 2 and 3 are just... Yeah. Uh, I get it. The normal public does not know a damn thing about Ego the Living Planet. Right. I'm not sure they still needed to. No, I <laughs> um, don't think so
1: either. But, my gosh, that whole... Everything from when they get to the planet to the end of the movie is just not enjoyable. Yeah, it's a slog. So, so it's a I slog. couldn't even do it. And so I, I, and I don't know. Maybe I'll go back to it at some point this year just so I can kind of be a completionist. Because that's another one I haven't rewatched since because one of my goals, spoilers, is uh, you know filling in gaps of movies that I feel like I should watch all the time mm-hmm. that uh, I haven't watched since I started logging stuff on Letterboxd. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I just watched Ultron this weekend. And I was kind of looking ahead and I'm like not really looking forward to it. <laughs> I feel bad about that. Yeah. I'm like not looking forward to anything until like, I kind of want to skip Ant-Man and
0: just go straight to civil war. Yeah. And then I kind of want to that. And then, well, Black it's not like Grand in the Vision old days where somewhere. when you want to do a complete Marvel rewatch, it was like 12 films. Yeah. So now you're like, well, you're watching like 24 fucking movies, pal.
1: Yeah. And it. like five of which are two and a half plus hours yeah. long. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm at with that. I've, Finished my Dark Knight trilogy last night. I watched um, uh, Rises. It's fine. That's I, actually <clears throat> the one I
0: watched on the 4K. Yeah, because it's that's the one again. I've watched the least out of those three. So yeah, yeah when, me too. Right after Christmas, I watched yeah Dark Knight Rises, and again, yeah, it should have been two different films.
1: And, and I I'm willing to cut that one slack because it was never supposed to be a Bane movie. Um, Heath Ledger just died. Yeah. Uh, I did catch something this time that I have never caught before because one of the most noted, I'll call it plot holes, or plot sillinesses of it is that these, first of all, every single cop in the city save a dozen or so mm-hmm. all go into the sewers and get trapped there, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, But that they come out six months later, and they're all clean-shaven, and they all look great, and they're ready to fight.
0: Their clothes aren't gross. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: Um, I hadn't caught in the past that while Bane is making his little speech, uh, he basically alludes to the fact that they're trapped down there, but I'm going to keep them alive down there, and you can see them getting supplies lowered down to them. I had never seen that before. Oh, yeah. But still, even
0: with supplies, Yeah, yeah, not... They, they haven't seen fucking sunlight in six months, <laughs> right. Um, right? I can't imagine it's super warm down there. Right? They would still, yeah, because it's it a fucking sewer. Yeah, they're still going to have some health issues. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it really is. Yeah. Um, which is too bad because again, it's taking two different, disparate Batman storylines. Yeah, it's the breaking of the Batman. Right. And No Man's Land. Right. Which are completely unrelated and making them go together and it doesn't... It works, but it doesn't work. It doesn't... It's clumsy. Well, for yeah, people. it yeah. It doesn't feel like it works. Yeah. Like,
1: it's something just... It doesn't feel like you're just kind of flowing along. Uh, of the... And I was thinking about this, uh, but I didn't really... I didn't really look. Uh, of the features... Mm-hmm. That are like I guess from memento on is rises his worst movie? and that's by way by the way, it's not really a slight,
0: but <sighs> for me, it would be between that and insomnia, yeah, which is like' that's a remake, so like his two for me worst films are not his original ideas, right um I mean, beyond I mean Batman begins and Dark Knight are also not original ideas ish.
1: But if you take those two out, I mean, yeah. I think, a, for me, a clear top three would be Inception, Interstellar, and Prestige. Oh, yeah, Prestige uh, is... For me?
0: I, I hate that Prestige is still not, like, as well regarded as it should be. That film is fucking perfect. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Um, What would my top... Because I still fucking love The Men. I think my top three would probably be... Um, Inception... Than Memento, than The Prestige. Yeah, um, I don't like that he's been getting colder and more distant as he goes along with his films.
1: Agreed. He because yeah, you start looking some, at it, and it's, he does
0: some amazing technical technological shit with them, and they're very smart films. Yeah, but they just don't engage me the way Prestige does.
1: They're kind of getting to well with Tenet. Tenet should have been just kind of from the outset. I felt like it should have been his best movie. Mm-hmm. But it's... He's, like, so far up his own ass at this point. Well, I also
0: think... I, I might be wrong. He doesn't write with his brother as much no. anymore. And I think Memento was based on well, his brother's... Well, he's shorts. busy. <laughs> yeah. Memento was based on his brother's story. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, no, I think this... You know, he might be better when working with his brother. Yeah. Or scripts from his brother, because his brother has some... Yeah, yeah. Tenet was solely written by Nolan. Yeah. Um, Christopher. Yeah, Interstellar. Ooh, was he the only writer on Interstellar? Nope, Jonathan Nolan worked with him on that, which explains that film had heart, too. Yes, I like Interstellar. Um, It's it's weird to think of a film that made like $400 million as being underrated. I know. But that one is, too. Yeah. Uh, Well, because I think...
1: People checked out of it and decided not to, you don't even, it's decided that it was too complicated. Oh, it's very, too overly complicated. Once you you
0: start getting into like the time theory that goes on in that, I can understand why most people just went, nope, I'm done.
1: I can, and, but for me, that movie is Tenet, where it's like, at some point, I'm just like, look, I kind of feel like I need to follow this to really get it, to really enjoy it. Yeah. You don't in Interstellar. Yeah. You really, you really don't yeah. need to understand okay. exactly what.
0: Also, it's you're you're following the human story. Yes, there is no fucking human. The human story in Tenant is the mother and her kid. Yeah, and they are sidelined for a vast majority of that film. Right. Um. You know whether or not fucking Robert Pattinson is that kid. I don't fucking know.
1: Right. Um. There's nothing really like that in Interstellar. Interstellar, while it's complicated, everything is laid out. Yeah. By the by, the end there's no. Was that this? It's yeah. It's, it's yeah. He's the ghost or Cause whatever. Because again, yeah,
0: no one wants to have his unanswered questions. Yeah. And sometimes it's like <clears throat> n- no. I would have been pissed if the Prestige had had like unanswered questions, but it answers. It's. It, I mean, it, it's a literal magic trick. Yeah. You have to have the prestige at the end in order for it to work. Right. And if he had had unanswered questions at that, I would have been like, "Fuck you."
1: Yeah. Like, you know. So if you've been skipping the prestige,
0: don't. Yeah, prestige is amazing, and that one—that's a film that needs a fucking four K. I also hate that no one's films are so fucking bare bones when they come out. Yeah. Like, I want more shit in those films, like in those Blu-rays and you know four Ks. I want lots of special features and they just don't. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm sure that's on him because he's a very much a, the film will speak for itself. It's like, yep. fuck you. Let other people speak for it then. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear other people talking about it.
1: Uh, I do, uh, you mentioned Insomnia um, and we talked about Memento. Those are the two that I have not rewatched watched since, uh, so they're on my list for this year that I haven't rewatched watched since uh, I started logging stuff on Letterboxd. Meaning, I have not watched it in the last two Memento years. Yeah, so Memento and Insomnia are both on my list uh, for this year, uh, along with I had to watch the whole, the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, so what I watched this week again, this is uh, the first one. It's kind of uh, one of my goes towards one of my goals later. Uh, I watched Munich. Mm. I've always avoided Munich because it's like three hours long yeah. or close to it. Yeah. Um, It was, well, it's Spielberg, Mm -hmm. so it's never not entertaining. It just felt like, because the story is, uh, so in the 1972 uh, Munich Olympics, um, 11 or 12 uh, Israeli uh, athletes and coaches were taken hostage uh, by the PLO and uh, murdered. And the Israeli government's response was to get Eric Mm Bana, basically gave him unlimited resources and said, "Go kill these eleven people." So, and then, and you know, disavowed him, Mission Impossible style. Uh, We don't know you. Mm -hmm. There's going to be money, cash in a safe deposit box every once in a while for you to to take out to do whatever. You get caught. Sorry. Yeah, tough shit. So he goes, and at that point, this is a weird to say about a Spielberg, it didn't feel like other than the obvious that it was you know it it, it didn't feel tied together, like it was here's this assassination, mm-hmm. here's this assassination, here's this assassination it, it didn't yeah it, well, they didn't it, feel it, there it, wasn't a super strong, cohesive yeah, there wasn't a strong through yeah through line, which feels to
0: me like. That was Hollywoody, Yeah. Because it's the type of thing which, a, again, I don't know much about the real-life context of it, but it seems like something that would have been a lot more to undertake than just Eric Bannon and his peeps.
1: Yeah, sure. It seems
0: like... It, it feels like they combined people in this film. Oh, but yeah, whether definitely. or not they actually did or not, it feels like there's a bunch of combined stories in this film. I, so I am missing parts of it.
1: I did enjoy the whole idea of... Uh, So they have this. They've found this uh, basically Godfather-style family who basically just trades in information and does not will not work with governments and does not take any government affiliation. They just want information for money, and that's who he gets the. You know, he gives these people the names, and he finds out they find out where these people are uh, on his assassination list. Um, I liked the idea that. Those guys really could have been anyone or could like yeah. the people behind them. who is giving them those names? Is it the Israeli government that already knows where these people are but don't want to be tied to them? So they give it to the second party who then gives it right back to them? <laughs> it's, it's kind <laughs> yeah. of like it's kind of like laundering information. Um, so that part of it was very interesting. Uh, it is long. Uh, I watched it in two sittings, um, which is pretty good for a movie that long yeah. because it's uh, it, it's I think it's two, 240 something. Um, <sighs> overall it was good
0: Eric Bana can be good Yeah, he's really good in that film yeah yeah um, I've watched a few things where Bana's like really fucking good and then you're like why is he so vanilla in so many other roles yeah
1: like he's just does he is he
0: the actor that really needs good direction in order to be a better actor
1: like in other things he is Amber Heard oh god just just the blank I know it's, blankest slate it's there so funny it too because I've
0: Speaking of Amber Heard, I've got um, on my list of movies to watch, Drive Crazy, Mm -hmm. with the turd Nick Cage, Right, and I'm like, how the fuck did that pairing even come about? Because you can say a lot of things about Cage, uncharismatic is not one of them. That might be... And you've got, yeah, like you said, you've got the blankest blank slate in the world starring next to him in a bonkers fucking movie. I'll be
1: interested to see how that goes. Now Me. now
0: I'm interested. <laughs> Me I'm not going to I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> but I know you will. Uh, I found you. I I am so on board with my cage my my age of, <laughs> my age of cage. <laughs> uh, so
1: the next one I watched uh, was The LOC. Mm-hmm. Uh this is a Korean movie from the same guy that directed The Wailing and The Chaser. A Chaser which I have not seen but you have. Yes. You really enjoyed it, right? Yeah. Um, and of course we've talked about the, we've, we've fawned about the whaling, uh, several times. Um, what did I text you? The the yellow sea is, uh, overly bloody, overly complicated. It's, well, just like a lot of the, the Korean movies that, uh, we've been talking about. It's, it has wild swings from one end of the spectrum to the other. Cause it is, uh. At some spots, incredibly like grounded and gritty, but then at other points, it is super over the top, bananas. Yeah,
0: it's super bloody, over overly complicated, and equally parts grounded and over the top, borderline silly. You'll love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah,
1: it is. It is a perfect Dan movie. Uh, it's uh, you will love it. Uh, if so, put that on your uh, your Korean watch list. Um, Which I will. It's basically, and again, this is uh, this is another uh, I'm not going to say trope, but common uh, starting point or subject for a uh, the the Korean movies that I've been watching is there's a section in uh, uh, just north of North Korea across the, the the Chinese border that kind of section of China is mostly Koreans, mm-hmm. and it's the sort of thing where they really don't fit in anywhere because the Koreans don't see them as full Koreans mm-hmm. and of course the Chinese think they're beneath them. Yeah. So uh the the Yan, Yan Yanban province in China which is mostly Koreans is th- they're very poor uh and it's they're considered a lower class by everyone else. Um so this guy the 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 main character he's also the the Main dude and Chaser one of them. Yeah, um, he is trying to get his wife back because she is in Korea, and getting people from Korea to there is difficult and expensive uh, because no one has any money. So there's a lot of uh, human trafficking and
0: yeah. scumbags. Stuff and not good yeah,
1: people. you know, put people on a boat and they throw them down in the hull and.
0: If you survive, you survive. If you
1: survive, you survive. If they don't, they just chuck you overboard. <laughs> uh, those types of things. So his, the, this guy says he'll get his wife back for him, more or less, uh, if he murders this dude hmm. um, in Korea. So he goes
0: to Korea to murder a dude. I'm looking to see if it's available to like purchase anywhere, like an actual physical copy. Probably not. No. Uh, but I just found out that Nick P- Pizzolatto of True Detective fame in Galveston wrote a book called Between Here and the Yellow Sea. Interesting. Yeah.
1: But probably not the
0: same. Oh, I'm guessing it's nowhere near the same. <laughs> probably not.
1: Well, probably a, not the inspiration for this story.
0: But it's enough that it makes me want to look up to see what that book is. There you go. <laughs>
1: um, one of the things that makes uh, a lot of these Korean movies uh, overly bloody, they do like their bloody movies, um, is that it's very difficult to get a gun in Korea. Mm-hmm. Cause they use So they use lots of knives. Yeah. Lots of knives. They and do like their bludgeoning weapons and Lots such. of knives and lots of hatchets yeah. in this one. Um, hatchets are a big thing yeah uh it's weird it's it's odd because i I wasn't kidding when i said it's it's gritty and grounded in a lot of places and then all of a sudden the fucking knives and hatchets come out and it's fucking kill bill yeah uh it's a
0: lot of fun because um oh christ what was the one the one that's getting a sequel that don lee's in uh outlaws yeah outlaws yeah because there's a scene in that where a hatchet comes, in, or yeah. a couple hatchet, and you're just like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck like take that Scorsese. You want <laughs> you want flashes of violence in your gangster? Movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh so yeah, if you're down for that sort
1: of thing, the LLC, I I bought it. It was a five ninety nine thing on Voodoo at one point.
0: Um it is currently twelve ninety. It Um, is.
1: yeah. But
0: I'll I'll, I'll keep an eye out, and when it drops down again, I'll pick it up.
1: Uh, A good thing about this one in particular is, and it's very rare with Korean ones, other than bong ones, I don't know that there are other ones that are part of uh, movies anywhere, which means uh, if you buy it on Vudu, you also have it on Amazon, you also have it on YouTube, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, So uh, with this one, the, the reason I say that is... Uh, if you just check on, if you're looking, when I'm looking for something that it's a, that's a Movies Anywhere movie, and I can't get it any, can't get it anywhere else, mm-hmm. um, that way, because the, the the different companies will have different sales at different times. Because if I'm just looking for something on Vudu, sometimes I'll check Amazon, and it's Amazon Prime, and it'll be you know half as, it'll be on sale or whatever, yeah. um, which is how I ended up with the Green Knight, mm-hmm. and I assumed it was a Movies Anywhere movie is not, so I only have it on Amazon, so now I'm gonna just forget that I own it. But I did watch it, it was great. Um, Last movie I watched was The Eternals. Did you
0: watch The Eternals? Nope, that's tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, I was gonna watch it yesterday, and then we got started on doing some projects around the house, so it it got got pushed away.
1: It is also quite long, um, but... The problem with this movie is, well, I have two problems with it. One, it doesn't really feel like a Marvel movie, which is fine, I guess. Yeah. Uh, not everything does. The problem is, uh, it would be as if The Avengers was the first movie, mm-hmm. and that there were ten of them. You know, Imagine <laughs> yeah. if The Avengers is
0: the first time we're meeting any yeah, of those there's characters. there's a lot of Eternals. And, and again, they've been around for centuries. Yeah. Like, I have read the source material, and even I'm like, I don't know how they're going to do this in a movie. Yeah. Because it's like, it's one of those films, like, you need to know a lot about the Marvel Universe, but yet not. Yeah. Because it doesn't involve directly the usual suspects. Right. Right yeah like that's another thing like it
1: would be as if uh, you were watching Avengers for the first time and had never heard of any of them yeah,
0: before Yeah, and, it's and like, there were and, 10 of and them and we're gonna throw in a fucking Celestial or two yeah. have fun with that um, that's like the you know the big idea shit that like even hardcore Marvel fans are just like nope not gonna get into the Celestials. Yeah, uh, <laughs> fucking Kirby.
1: <laughs> I feel like well, it's also very clear that he had just got off a stint with DC when he created all these things because Superman's there, the Flash is there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna sound like an idiot saying this, but because a lot of the the people make fun of the MC, MCU movies because there's always big CGI s- skybeam fight at the end of every movie, and oh, this yeah. one
0: has to be nothing but that
1: the the last the last act of this movie is fucking awesome like the whole the, like when when the shit goes down yeah it's awesome like mm-hmm. the visuals are great they're they're different it's not a, a CGI uh, army alien army with a blue sky beam it is it is different well um, I mean it's
0: they they tapped uh what's her name Chloe, Chloe Zhao for this and that's I mean a bold choice Like the yeah. woman just did just win an Oscar for fucking Land, which is about as far away from yes. a Marvel movie as you can get yeah. She has always made very small, very personal films. And then they're like, oh, by the way, we're not just going to hand you a Marvel movie. We're going to hand you, like, the fucking big cosmic Marvel movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, Which means it's primed for fucking fanboy hate. Just oh, yeah. In it, this
1: is another example of, like, where I am... Look, I didn't love this, but not for the same reason that you did, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it because it, t- it was too many characters stuffed into one thing. I gave it a three. Yeah. Um... And it, it, it's it's kind of not the fault of the movie. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do yeah. if this is? Look, you got to introduce you got to introduce all ten of these characters and make people care about yeah. it. Yeah, I and feel this and, is and, like, and this is
0: like the type of film that when the sequel eventually comes out or when they start appearing in other shit, yeah, you'll be happy you saw this.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, because there's definitely. I wish I could get more of of this, yeah. and I wish I had could see more of this, and uh, it is. The, I mean, the, knowing
0: Marvel, there's plans.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's obvious with the post-credits, um, the mid and posts,
0: that... I know, I've already had like the, one of the post-credits, like the Star Fox.
1: Oh yeah, that one was spoiled early. And I'm like... The, that was not a well-kept secret. No, and I'm
0: actually like, that's actually a good choice to, put, to play him.
1: Yeah. Because um, he
0: kind of has to be a bit of a prick, and I can believe Harry Styles can do that.
1: Yeah. Um, well, see, uh, and that's part of the reason I think it was not a well-kept secret, because... People that are into this stuff know not to put it all over the internet. Yeah. People
0: who are into Harry Styles are like, "Holy fuck, Harry Styles is in is yeah, in the MCU," and that's the, that's how it got ruined. It was like yeah. I saw it had nothing to do with Eternals. It just said Harry Styles is now in the MCU, and I'm yeah. like, "Well, I guess you know, I guess I know where."
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the funny thing, is, and also on a lot of times on Letterboxd, you won't see post credit people in the cast until way at the end of the you'd have to really scroll for it he's like the third person build like what yeah. are you doing <laughs> uh whatever i mean i i mean i knew months ago it doesn't ruin anything yeah. it's just like yeah he's that's who he is yeah um and but the other so that is obviously setting something up and then the mid-credit is also Which obviously I haven't heard that one yet. yeah that one is obviously setting something up you probably maybe well you i'm not gonna say I will say. You already know, I think. Probably. But you don't know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Something that I think you assume you're going to find out in the movie,
0: you find out then. Okay. Put it that way. Uh, And again, I trust the Marvel machinery enough that even if this one isn't a complete hit, it will still have some importance to everything else. And at this point, it sounds silly to say,
1: but it's okay if there are... And I'm not calling this a miss necessarily, but, like, it goes back to the there's 25 of these now or yeah, whatever. They're, they're not like, all going to be
0: five-star fucking films. They're not all going to be exactly what you
1: want. And, and some of them are, and this, you, you can get mad at it as being a cash grab thing. A lot of the are, hey, look, this is just setting us up for the next 10 years. Yeah. This, I know this is crammed into one movie, but...
0: But, just, I mean, that's <laughs> what comic books do. Yeah. They are getting shit, all the yes. time, but you don't care because you know it's not a two hundred million dollar movie. It was a you know three right. at, the, at that point a seventy five cent fucking
1: comic. They book. have I was it's interesting you said that because I was thinking that yesterday um, that they are this the MCU has turned more into like comic books than a movie franchise yeah. at this point, which you can see as good or bad. I'm just wondering I. I wonder if they have a lot of internal conversations about when is it going to be too much when we enter. But so far, people are along. Along for the ride as far as... uh, Because, I mean, you know that's how Mm -hmm. all this multidimensional stuff is how we're going to get Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. It's how we're going... It's already how we've gotten uh, the little piece of... uh, Shit. uh, Venom into Mm -hmm. the MCU. We know how that's going to happen. So. Yeah. I just wonder how long the 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 general public is going to be on board, yep. or if they're going to be able to do it in such a way that it doesn't really matter, like yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Because eventually, you will get to the point where most of these actors will be too old, right? And you'll either have to recast or continue the story on. Yeah. cast. And that's
1: gonna, yeah. That's a, that's a good point. That's going to be a big
0: leap for some people.
1: Yeah, that's a good point because that that doesn't happen in the comic books. Yeah. Tony Stark is always going to be there, looking yeah. like Tony Stark. Tony Stark's 45. He's been 45 for <laughs> yeah. 50 years. Exactly. At, uh, a certain,
0: at a certain point, you know, these people aren't going to be able to play these people, or right. these actors will fucking die. Right.
1: You know? <laughs> I mean, of course, you can... The the, the characters can age up, but, like, it, it, if you're... They have to match what they're... The rest of them. They have yeah. to match what, the, what timeline it is and the other stuff, but... Um, yeah, they clearly have lots of stuff in the works for mm-hmm. phase four, five out. Um,
0: moving over to our goals. Yeah. So my my for my goals, instead of because I was, I was I was debating doing like the big long term year goals, but instead I'm going to do like monthly things, because I mean a lot of it is was brought on by how much fun I had with Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because I got to revisit films that I hadn't seen in a long time. I got to. Do that thing where oh, finally got to check off something that I might not have been super interested in watching, but I checked it off and it wasn't actually that bad. Right. And now I can say, hey, I've seen, you know, Sully. How was Sully. It's average.
1: Eh,
0: It's not great, but it's I'm not watching it. It's not bad.
1: But you know what I do want to watch is uh, Captain Phillips. Is that good? Phillips is fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm. uh, January it's it's continuing with what it is. I'm catching up on a lot of the best watches from the past year. Right. Um which has been working out really well cuz one of these things that's like only real, like real fucking nerds are pleased with. And you mentioned it earlier when you see like on your letterbox opening screen it's like what's what's popular? Right. What's you know what are your friends talking about? And I'm like I've seen all these. Yeah. You know earlier than excellent. Year, earlier in the you know especially during the summer when it's all film festivals and shit you're like I don't I don't know what half these yeah. fucking movies are. Yeah. But it's like, nope, I've seen all of these. This is awesome. So I, I feel like I'm like, got, I got my finger on the pulse. Right. Um, so that's what January is going to continue to be. Like me with the Scream series. Yes. Uh, but for February, I'm going to start with some themes. And my first one for February is Snow Cones, where it's the films of the Coen brothers. Um, specifically, the ones I haven't seen over and over and over again. Um, yeah, we
1: talked, uh, last week or the week before when I was, when I watched, uh, Fargo and True Grit, there are a lot that I flat haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, Miller's yeah, and, Crossing I mean, yeah. and stuff
0: like that. Like, I've seen, with the exception of the tragedy of Macbeth, because it's just came out to right. Apple, like, this past week, um, I haven't seen a lot of these. I've seen all of these. But I haven't seen Miller's Crossing in a long time. I've seen True Grit once. Yeah. I've seen Hudsucker Proxy maybe once or twice and not for a very long time. So I filled this with a lot of films and I'm like, you know what? I am not nearly as familiar with these as I am, say, Raising Arizona or um, Christ, another one that I've seen a lot.
1: Something else.
0: Something else. Um, there, Not There Will Be Blood. Um, no no Country for Old Men. Yeah. The only one of these that I've seen a lot is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? But I haven't seen it in a while. So, plus, Plus just... my goal is I wanted to have at least ten movies for each month to have yes. like a good set goal. Yes.
1: I have my my director's lists are ten, unless they don't have
0: ten. Yeah. So like Cohen and Spielberg, I want to so, get ten So yeah, I've got Miller's Crossing, <laughs> uh, Tragedy Macbeth, True Grit, A Serious Man... And again, a lot of them were the ones that you didn't, you hadn't seen, you haven't seen, so I, we'd be able to talk about them. Right. Oh, uh, Brother Where Art Thou, uh, Man Who Wasn't There, Hud Proxy, Blood Simple, uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which I've only seen the ones. I Forgot about that. And Hail Caesar, which I've only seen once. So,
1: I started watching Hail Caesar and didn't get bored, but I was like, Nah, I don't want to watch the rest of this.
0: Yeah, it's 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 their comedies. I feel like you have to be in the kind of mood for
1: sometimes. Yeah.
0: And that one especially, because it's—it's it's like got very could... much like the Hudsucker Proxy kind of vibes. Yeah, especially when they do period, when they do period comedy.
1: Because they do the 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 everyone's, and this is not a knock. Everyone's overacting.
0: Yeah, a
1: little bit. Oh, without a doubt. Like, <laughs> not a little bit in yeah. some instances.
0: So Clooney just goes all whole hog in some. Yeah, games.
1: it's it's almost like it's almost like a stage play where yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a good
0: way to do where it. there's they're not pl- a camera on. They're, it. they're playing to the back row exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: which is uh, I, we didn't talk about it um, uh, when we when we talked about uh, Double Indemnity, but it is it's neat watching old movies because they it's not just the actors that are still doing it. Movies are still directed like as if there's a back row, Yeah. you know, and everyone's,
0: oh, you know, yeah, exactly. their,
1: throwing their heads and you back. Know, like, and, the camera's
0: a foot away yeah, from you.
1: You we don't need to do that. We can see it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not an HD, but we can see it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's how their their comedies uh, feel.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, for March, I've got my March Madsness, where it's films mm. of Mads Mikkelsen. Right. Um, I'll get in on that for a couple of them. Yeah, because I mean, there's some good stuff on there, like the, another round, which is supposedly really good. The Hunt, uh, Valhalla Rising. Um, the he did a Three Musketeers film, yeah, which is loaded with people. What's it called? Three Musketeers. Oh, okay. Um, but it's walked into that one, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I'm like, I thought I just fucking said it, dude. <laughs> but I, I I get why, because yeah, sometimes they're called other things. Yes. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Interesting. Me, I'm trying to find which one it is. Because, again, is that the one with Logan Lerman?
1: My second Logan Lerman uh, mention of the week. What else did I see Logan
0: Lerman in? I didn't yeah. see. Yeah, this one has Logan Lerman, uh, Ray Stevenson, Mila Jojosevic, because it's directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Right. So she has to be in it. Um, Luke Evans, Orlando Bloom. You know, it, it, it's got that uh, Mads Mickelson. It's got that cast, like, okay. From The Hobbit. Christopher Waltz. So it's got really good people in it. Huh. But it's directed by W.S. Anderson. That's what surprised me. It surprised me that Christoph Waltz would be. Yeah.
1: Would lower himself to a
0: so W.S. Like, movie. I'm like, I, I think I kind of need to see this film. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got. What like, year was that? 11, 2011. Wow. So it's. Uh, also, I've got Casino Royale on there. Uh, Pusher 1 and 2 which were some of Nicholas Winding Refn's first films I forgot the Casino Royale Bleeding Eye Man. So. yeah and, and yeah and then there's a bunch of stuff by the guys who did the film I watched the week before uh, Men and Chicken uh, Adam's Apples The Salvation The Green Butchers which I don't know if I'll be able to find all of them but I'm going to try because a lot of them are not streaming anywhere right now but you never know how things are going to be in March right right which is the th- thing that kind of sucks about planning stuff like this too is it's like
1: what if the stuff do, on there do, isn't do there two of these four anyway? are
0: available now yeah what if in March none of the four are available now
1: so what you do is you uh, play them stream it
0: now and record it on your phone <laughs> and don't <laughs> and leave the room yeah um, April I, I'm gonna say it's beginning my age of cage but it's already begun yeah um, it's okay to start early well I, I sent you a picture uh, Redbox this month has a category of free Nick Cage movies and it's all like the straight to video ones it was of the past like five years it was
1: amazing it was actually amazing that I had never heard of any of them I know that's
0: amazing it, you know what know what's even more amazing they're not bad <laughs> I've watched two and a half of them so far well it's one of those I start watching them in bed at night yeah because it's like if I feel like I'm tired I'm not gonna kick myself for waiting to watch it the, the rest of it the next day I almost think Humanity... No, that's...
1: The the Humanity Bureau, I almost think, is a uh, How Did This Get Made episode. It wouldn't surprise me if
0: it is, because it's got... What's it about? All right. Part Logan's Run, part um, Soylent Green, part... Fahrenheit 450. It's dystopian. Okay. Um, In the future, like there were radioactive accidents and, like, there's fucking barely any water anymore. But, like, the elite are still okay in their little place. And if you are on the outskirts... So, like, the, Hunger Games. Yeah, you can apply to get sent to New Eden, but you have to, like, kind of prove yourself that you're a valuable citizen to be there.
1: Oh, so it's Elysium.
0: Yeah. Um, and Nick Cage is, like, the guy who goes out to interview these people. Um, spoiler alert... Turns out New Eden doesn't exist. They just fucking kill you, so they're you know, and then take whatever you might have. Right. Um, So they're a bunch of dicks. And then so Nick Cage finds a woman and a kid, and the kid is like the most annoying like movie kid ever. Oh my god, he sucks. Um, You you root for him (laughs) to die actively. Um, He has to take him to Can. They're going to try to take him to Canada because Canada will be safe.
1: So like Um, Logan.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Seriously. it's like the screenwriter just took, like, hey, I like this part of this, and I like yeah. this part of this, so fuck it, it's all in here. Um, with the exception of Cage, no one in this fucking
1: film can act. I didn't recognize anyone in that cast. And you shouldn't. Mm.
0: Um, however, the director, there are some great fucking shots in this movie. Yeah. There are some sh- shots where I'm like, wow, that's fucking really good. Why isn't he actually, because it's one of these things like, okay, is he doing something real now? No. He's still in, like, direct-to-video shit. Um, but I bet he's an effective direct-to-video director. Like, they're, it's a fine-looking film. The 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 acting is not good, but it's not awful. Um, Nick Cage is fucking Nick Cage in it. He's got, uh, he's done one with Cusack. Oh, he, oh, oh, yeah, that's on my list of things. Um, and the other one that I watched most recently that I'm like, I can't believe this fucking exists. It's called Trespass. It's a home invasion thriller with Nick Cage, Nicole Kidman, and fucking Ben Mendelsohn. And it was wild to me. And it's Joel Schumacher's last directed film. Yeah, he sucks though. Um, And a guy who reminds me an awful lot of Channing Tatum, but is not Channing Tatum. Like it was like value,
1: good value. So his name is now a discount Channing Tatum.
0: Yeah. Um, Where there's a home invasion because they think Nick Cage is like a diamond dealer. But he—he's not as rich as he, people think he is because he's been lying to his wife Nicole Kidman the entire time. But Nicole Kidman might have had an affair with the kid who installed the security system, and the older—the kid's older brother is Ben Mendelssohn. and he and his girlfriend owe like 180 grand to a drug kingpin because they bought a bunch of heroin and then it got stolen from them so they need a quick get rich quick thing so that's when they decide to break into here and oh they bring along Dash Mihawk as the muscle um, a lot going on here there it is that's the one thing I've, I've been finding out with these Nick Cage like <clears throat> direct to video shit they are not afraid to throw in some plot twists every five fucking minutes because um, the one I'm halfway through right now is him Harold Paranau and um, whoa. Whoa! Yeah. Uh, and um, Christ, I'm forgetting his name. Iron Man 3 villain. Guy Pierce. Yeah, yeah. Where. Oh, and. Um, you could have said memento tattoo guy. Yeah. And uh, January Jones doing some of her best work, hmm. which does not set the bar high. No. But it's no, better than X Men. Again, where, bar not high. And it, they're a husband and you know husband and wife. He's a small he's a teacher in a small school, I guess a small school like a New Orleans school. Along with Walt, uh, Walt, along with Harold, Harold Purnell, um, and his wife gets beaten and, and raped, and he wants revenge, but he, he doesn't. So this guy Guy Pierce comes up and is like, "Hey, I represent an organization. We kind of get things done. You know, we'll take care of this guy. But one of these days, I'm going to call on you for a favor, Godfather style, right. and you need to do it." So he agrees, and the guy gets murdered, like, that fucking night. Um, and then when they call on him to do something, they think it's just going to be some small stuff. It turns out, nope, we need you to commit murder, too. And then shit's just, you know, he he becomes wanted man, and he's on the run, and that's where I left off last night.
1: If he'd been a mortician, he yeah. could have just done his
0: job. And... Yeah, exactly. Um, again, these films are not going to win Academy Awards by any means. No, probably not. But they're actually kind of fun. They're They're good, like... Palette cleansers after you watch some serious shit. Yeah, you like because these films are just gonna get nuts. Yeah, there will be plot twists that won't make sense. No one will care. Right. Um. The acting will be fine. I mean, <laughs> Guy Pearce is a good It'll actor. Be fine. Harold Perna is a good actor. Yeah. And that's how I've been judging which ones to watch. Mostly, it's like, is the does the plot sound like really fucking cool? Yeah. Or are there other actors that I like in it? Right. Because that makes it a little more palpable. Because like, there have been a couple of them that I've looked at and I'm just like no I'm not watching that yeah because you, well, you can it, tell it just sounds really fucking dull yeah um, and also I'm trying to pick ones that I think like he might have a bigger part in right now I've got because um, it will be out in April uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent which is the film where he places yeah, that, that I'm watching which also I found out there's a book by written by one of the guys from the AV Club called Age of Cage because uh. well, there are no career retrospective books on Nick Cage like psh, that doesn't seem right I know so I've seen that book comes out at the end of March I'm like I'll have to read that while watching these right Uh, I'm gonna watch Raising Arizona just cause yeah well Um, that's a twofer yeah for you yeah Uh, Jiu Jitsu of course which seems like have you seen the ads for that no oh it's insane it's like every 30 years a comet comes by the earth and it opens up a portal where an alien fighter will come in and we'll have to fight the earth's best fighters okay so Mortal Kombat it's Mortal Kombat with Predator But it's like they sent a predator through, essentially. Um, I think Predator is in MK ten. So. Running with the Devil, I think that might be the John Cusack one. I'm not sure. A lot of these, if I just read the title, I don't know what it is. Um, Left Behind, he did the he did the Left Behind remake. Okay. Which I believe you. I'm totally excited for that. Uh, Joe, which um, Ty Sheridan's also in that. And it's a David Gordon Green film. So it's supposed to be really, really good. Drive Angry, uh, Season of the Witch, which looked terrible, but it's like a medieval mm. Nick Cage film. Hell yeah. Uh, it Could Happen to You, which was like a romantic the, comedy from the 90s. The Bridget 90s. Fonda one? Yeah. Which I don't remember at all, but I know I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, Red Rock West, which is really good. Moonstruck, which is really good. Valley Girl. Uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Yeah, okay. Which is a Werner-, Werner Herzog film. Yeah, okay. Bat shit fucking crazy. Uh, Bangkok Dangerous, yeah, uh, The Lord of War, which was really good, uh, adaptation. Weatherman, God in Sixty Seconds, City of Angels.
1: Oof. Uh, City ba- of Angels is
0: a tough watch. I know, I know. Face Off, Con Air, Guarding Tess, Honeymoon in Vegas, and Peggy Sue Got Married. Plus, all the ones that I'm because my goal all those free ones. Yeah, my goal is to watch a lot of the direct to video ones before that month. So I so I don't end up that entire month watching middling Nick Cage. Right. Um, I mean, there's some big ones that I definitely left out. I left out fucking oh Christ, the one he did with the guy from NYPD Blue, Kiss of Death. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff that I I leaving Las Vegas. Stuff that I had watched recently for the blog. I recently leave. enough. Yeah. Because my goal is, I at the end of this month, I want to at the end of that month, I want to have like seventy percent of Nick Cage films. Checked, off, Checked off, which considering he's got like 175, that's something. I don't think it's that many. It's probably like 120, but it's still a, a solid amount. I mean, he's cranking them these last this last decade or so. Yeah. The other good thing, though, is like thanks to like Bull Moose, so many of these, like the the, the direct to video ones, you can buy used at Bull Moose for like 2.97. I was gonna say it in, the, in that in the dollar ninety seven bin. Yeah, stuff like Stolen and Rage and Runner. And trust. Vengeance, a love story. These just sound like words you're saying. Dying of the light. That's the one that is the the Oh yeah, that one there's actually that one's a Paul Schrader film. There's actually two that are Paul Schrader. Running with the Devil, is that the other? There's another one that's another fucking Paul Schrader film. Dog Eat Dog, which I don't have on this list. Weird. That's a Paul Schrader <laughs> film. 211. Uh, Looking glass. Between worlds, next. <laughs>
1: That's next. Let's let's do next and go on to your May <laughs> yeah. uh, list. Next, next. I'm actually wearing the shirt. It's ah, my, yes, you have your PTA shirt. on. It's my
0: PT it, May. Yep, where I'm watching all of the films of PT Anderson. Um, what would be great is if I did PT May and PT May <laughs> and balanced them. <laughs> Yep, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna try to alternate between Paul W. and <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson, and Paul W. S.
1: Anderson. <laughs> I will join you for a few because I, I have uh, there will be blood on my list, and I should I should finish the I I got to restart the master at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll do that too. I'll be in on 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 May. What about uh, June? Well, June June, you June
0: got... is June, June is June in the park again. Do you have do you have a list no. for June in the park? Okay. There will be. Though. We'll we will compile one. There will definitely point. be I mean it'll be much like last year. It'll be Bong Joon-ho films, Chan-wook Park, but also just Korean films smorgasbord. Yep. Basically what I'm going to do is the ones that between now and then that you watch and really like, I'm going to be like, yep, going to watch yeah. that one. Yep. Uh, then we've got My July, which is America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> which it's just a lot of films I haven't seen, which kind of deal with just aspects of America for better or worse. Okay. Along with some classics, um, like, uh, The New World. I've never seen like the full blown director's cut of like that, so I'm gonna watch that. Um, Smoke Signals in America, uh, Dancer in the Dark. Because I just wanted to watch another fucking Lars von Trier film. Um, Mudbound, Spring Breakers, uh, if Beale Street could talk, The Founder, you know about McDonald's, because yep. that says America. Sure. Uh, stuff like that, things that the Flags of Our Father, which I never watched that that Eastwood film. Me neither. Um, just stuff that's like about America for good or worse, you know. Uh, and then August, August is my super fun one. August is the Gutenberg Bible, the film, I'm out. the films of Steve Gutenberg. There's some good stuff in this. Like Cocoon? Uh, Like Cocoon 1 and 2, which I've got to get copies of. Those are fucking... Cocoon 1 is impossible to fucking find. It doesn't stream anywhere. I wonder if it's a $2 (laughs) on Dista Digital. Maybe. Maybe. If not, there's a... It's available Region B. Yeah. For pretty cheap, so I'll probably end up getting one of those. But uh, Diner, uh, he was in The Day After, uh, the Police Academy films, Short Circuit. He wrote and directed P.S. Your Cat is Dead. You know what you should put on there that I have seen,
1: Lavalanchula, one and two, I think. Lava yes, you got it. <laughs> Robin, and I, Robin and
0: I watched La Lavalanchula Lava uh, is on there. It is hilarious. Uh, the girlfriend school, a couple films I'd never even heard of. Oh, the
1: girlfriend school is. That might be. Oh, it was that it, it had a, a different
0: title when we were kids. It was called "Don't Tell Her It's Me."
1: Yeah. Uh, that they, there is a there is definitely a, how
0: did this get made? For That's that? what reminded me. Of it, I I remembered it. that as a kid because I'm like this just seems like a bad message. Yeah. Because it's like he's dying yeah, of yeah. cancer, so they his sister turns him into like a biker bad boy so he can win the heart of a woman. I'm like
1: it's really the worst. This is weird. Yeah, it's the worst.
0: <laughs> um, which means enjoy I though. See it. Enjoy it though. Uh, yeah, uh, the big green. The one it's the soccer movie starring the kid from the Sandlot. Oh, Jesus Christ. I remember it being awful, but it's like I have to watch it. Again. I
1: can't, I can't, I can't bear anything like that at this point in my life. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I can't, and it's not just those. I also can't bear uh, any remember the Titans slash Rudy type things. Mm. It just the idea of it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> but you enjoy it. Awesome. You enjoy that. What is it called? The big, the big green, the big green.
0: Uh, and then I have to, of course, watch the episode of Party Down. Where they cater Steve Gutenberg's birthday. And he plays himself. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was the thing. But... I loved that show. I'm sad that show only got two seasons. <laughs> Had, like, every great supporting character from so many shows at that point. I mean, it's got Adam Scott. It's got, um... Oh, Christ. Martin... I can't remember. He plays the teacher in Spider-Man. And he was oh, in Freaks and Geeks. Oh, my God. I'm not. I can't pull it either. Martin... <sighs>
1: He was also then uh, it's got the, in Silicon Valley.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then it's got the blonde kid from Veronica Mars. Uh, Ryan. Oh, yeah. uh, Lily something, something. Lily something. Boy, we're that, nailing this. Yeah, I know. We're nailing this. Megan Mullally's in it uh, for the first season. Uh, no, she's in the second season. Jane Lynch is in it the first season because she replaces Jane Lynch. And then Ken Marino. Well yeah, if you get the one guy, you get the other. Yeah, it's it's just got that. It's got people you're like, Oh yeah, I know everyone gets it. Um and they play caterers and but all of them want to be doing something else. Yeah. So it's just, you know, kind of like an office where they, they hate their fucking jobs. Um we have moved on to September, which I could not come up with something until now. And September is going to be September series. Film series I have not completed. Okay. Yeah. Stuff like the one and what was what was it that reminded you of that? Born. Oh, I okay. You fifth, I, I still haven't board. seen the fifth born.
1: Ryan Hansen is his name. Lily Lizzie Kaplan is also in it. Martin yeah, Starr. Martin Starr. I don't know why yeah. we couldn't pull that name. Yeah.
0: Um, Kristen Bell is.
1: I didn't know she was in
0: it. She she plays the head of a rival catering company in season two. Oh, okay. Uh, June is in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus! And, and Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was in it. Kevin Hart is Dro Grizzle. I don't remember him at all. He's probably, Maybe like, he was only, episode guest yeah, star. Yeah, he might have been a guest star type thing. Also, this is 2009, so how big was Kevin Hart in two thousand? Oh, he wasn't big at all. Yeah, he, so... Well, he's never he's been He's never big. been very big. <laughs> ah, that's a short joke. Um, yeah, but it's... Uh, uh, the rest of the cast is uh,
0: those people that were in that thing that you like. Yeah. Um, moving into October, I've already got my Horror Month planned for October. It's Me too. It, it's going to be Universal Horror Films and their Descendants. Ah. So, because I've had the Universal box set on Blu-ray for a year and a half now, and I've still not watched a single fucking movie on it.
1: <laughs> when you said The Descendants, I was like, so you're going to watch that Clooney movie with that
0: girl from that thing? That movie's actually really good. <laughs> yeah, I heard so Shailene that. Shailene Woodley. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to watch stuff like The Mummy, and then The Mummy 1999, starring everybody loves Brendan Fraser. But then I'm going to get, like, the weird shit, too. Like, blood from the mummy's tomb. Um, Frankenstein. You know, watch Frankenstein. Watch Andy Warhol's Flesh for Frankenstein. Uh, Frankenhooker. You know, I wrote Brana's Dracula, but I actually meant Branagh's Frankenstein. So just Phantom, actually. I'm looking mostly for it. Because you got Phantom of the Opera, Phantom of the Paradise, Phantom of the Mall, and then Robert England's Phantom... There's some good shit out there for Phantom that I've never seen. You could Wo- probably Wolfman, even... Wolfman, Invisible Man, you know, the creature. Watching the original classics and then movies based on those. So Stuff I haven't watched in for eternity, along with a lot of stuff I just haven't watched, period. Because, like, uh, with Dracula... I've I, don't, I think I've seen one Christopher Lee Dracula film. And he made, like, 15. Yeah, like a, like
1: a bazillion
0: <laughs> Yeah, of them. that's what like, like, he lived on for, like, 20 years. We're making those. And uh, I've, I've never... I've seen, like, one. And I can't tell you which one I've seen, because they all have really strange titles.
1: You should add Scooby-Doo Stage Fright to it. I have seen this movie a hundred times, um, because Colin watched it a hundred times. It is basically Scooby-Doo's version of Phantom of the, of the Opera, sort of. Okay. It has... For me, the, the movie's not great. Listen, it's it's a Scooby. We've already we we have yeah, already set the, the
0: tone. The, they don't. These have movies don't need appear to be. on my list.
1: <laughs> uh, Colin always called this. You, I'm showing Dan the cover. Uh, it was not called Scooby Doo Fright in our house. It was called Scooby Doo Pizza because there's a piece, on the slice of pizza. yeah uh, there's a slice of pizza on the cover of. Uh, uh,
0: it's funny how that happens with kids.
1: Yeah, that, that's what it's called in our house: Scooby Doo Pizza. It has uh, there's a it's a, it's basically about a talent show. And it has, uh, like, a song that, uh, what's her name, Ariel Winters. Mm -hmm. uh, She is also, she also, she's the, she was the middle, the smart sister in that show. uh, Modern Family. Modern Family. And uh, she also does good voice work. She's the voice of Robin in, uh, uh, well, I guess it would be Carrie, uh, whatever, in the, um, Batman. The Batman. Dark Knight Returns. Thank you. (laughs) I was dying over here. Like, <laughs> What's fuck are those calls? Uh, she plays Carrie Kelly in those. She is like a ten-year-old uh, contestant in this. Her song is fucking hilarious. Um, it's the best part so of the movie. You've sold me on it. It's you've the best part of the movie.
0: But yeah, I've um, got some stuff on there, like too, like the Monster Squad. Yep. Uh, some of the Abbott and Costello films, which I've never seen. Hmm. So that's that's my October because I feel I feel like that gives me enough space to have like a very set some set rules. Yeah. But just cover 70 years worth of fucking movies and not have to worry about...
1: I might cross over into some of these because one of my loose goals, not a yearly goal, but a long-term goal, is to have at least one movie from every year from Double Indemnity Mm -hmm. until now.
0: Oh, that's a good goal.
1: So, this'll... Because I kind of did it inadvertently with my Korean movies last year. Basically, Korean cinema starts... knows how all these end up back in Korea? Yeah. Uh, basically starts mm-hmm. around 2000. That's when kind of Korean cinema starts, um, as far as modern Korean cinema. And I inadvertently... I only missed like two years between uh, 2000 and now. I mean, I know that's only 21 years, but uh, it's like... 03 and 07 are the only two yeah. years that I didn't that I haven't watched a Korean movie from. Weird. And it and a lot of years it's one like I watched one from ninety eight. one that's a cool. 99. That's a cool goal
0: to have like one from every year from yeah like X on. That's a,
1: that's a so uh, yeah this is this I like anytime my goals uh, mingle yeah so this then we can talk uh, about them. I'll do a couple of those old Universal movies. because also those are the type of horror mm-hmm. movies I'm okay with. Because oh yeah.
0: Some of these are. Fu- but it's also some of them aren't horror-like. For my Creature from the Black Lagoon, Shape of Water. Yeah. Because, believe it or not, not a lot of fucking creature films out there like this. No. There are you know, Black Lagoon-type guys. Hollow, not uh, Invisible Man. I've got fucking Hollow Man on there. The old Kevin Bacon film. Okay. Uh, Memoirs of Invisible Man. The old Chevy Chase, John okay. Carpenter film. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty fucking broad. Oh, yeah. What you can reach with this shit. Sure. Um... And then lastly for November, because December is going to be much like January, Mm. where it's okay, I'm just going to watch whatever the fuck I want during these months. And what I've I've certainly missed. Yeah. But November is going to be Thanksgiving Part 2. Okay. The ones I did not get to watch this year. And it's surprisingly still a lengthy film list. Yeah. Um, Uh, And
1: you can, that's another one where you're going to be able to, I can cross over into my Spielbergs uh, doing that. Yeah. uh, that, and that's another one, going back to your point of, I hope this shit is still available then. I don't have uh, Private Ryan in 4K, but right now on, mm. it is, he, part of uh, uh, Amazon Prime Video is 4K Private yeah, Ryan. Yeah, I don't
0: think it's got a 4K release, like,
1: physically. But right now on, and it's not just that it's available on uh, on Amazon Prime, it is a Prime Video, you can watch it right now. Yeah. Uh because Prime, Prime divides them. Like, there'll be two versions of every movie.
0: It's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to watch the uh, the 4K one, and it's available right now for free. That's the other reason I like to make these lists like this far in advance, too, is I, I can go, okay, if I find this movie cheap between now and then, right. buy it. Because right. I know, I I literally know I will watch it at some point right. during the year. Because, um, like, yeah, most of these Thanksgiving films I have, because I picked them up last month, right? So a few of them I still don't, but I'll be able to get them between now
1: and then. I'm sure. Yeah. So there's two versions of *Saving Private Rhyme that are available for free on Prime right now. One and it's is 4K, and, it,
0: and it's one. It's funny how like the 4K one is the poster that you know, in, and the other one is just a picture of Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah. Like no, no, just, you don't. Just you, hate. You don't want to see
1: Giovanni Ribisi in 4K. Giovanni Ribisi just fucking hating his job. Yeah. Oh, he's got that morphine, man.
0: Ooh, that is the Thin Red Line in 4K too? I bet that'd be a good one in fucking. 4K. Uh, if it doesn't have the little this little tag. Oh, Okay, it's I see not. it now. Yeah, that's that's fucking tiny to see. Yeah,
1: you can see it in 4K though on my new 4K monitor that arrived this week for <gasps> my birthday.
0: No. Oh, is that what uh, This is? is this the 4K one? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty sharp. <laughs> not that we've seen anything in 4K on it yet.
1: Right, <laughs> but it's it's available if I want it. Yes. Uh,
0: so yeah, that so I.
1: The, the Amazon Prime stuff sticks around for a while, though. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it's it the was the available fr- the free
0: services where you are like it could be here for two days. You do This feels
1: know. like maybe it'll be here for the year because it arrived on January first. Maybe it'll be there yeah. all year. I don't know. I'll watch it before then just to be safe. Um, so for my goals, am I onto my goals? Yeah, we're out of mind. We're at twelve fifty, so that that's why we're uh, that's why we're <laughs> wrapping up here. Um, Mine, I've already kind of talked about it, and and sort of around the the same lines as you, uh, I've left them kind of broad and open so that I can, I have, I don't like to tie myself into, because I don't want to not enjoy it. Yeah. And I don't want to watch anything that I don't want to watch. So it's nice that a lot of mine crossover with they'll fit into yours a lot of cases and in a lot of cases mine will count for like two
0: or three different things i've given myself permission with a nick cage direct to video where if like it sucks 20 minutes you can bail fucking bail out of it yeah there's always another one yes uh i and that's
1: something i've had had a hard time doing the last couple years i feel like once i'm into something i have to watch it but i don't really feel that way anymore no um because you're right like it's Especially, especially a lot of the stuff you've got on the on your list,
0: like man, yeah, you're gonna want to. That's bail. why there's some good. That's why there's definitely good stuff in the Age of Cage because it's like yeah. After some of these, I might need to watch fucking adaptation. Yeah, because you of War. <laughs>
1: you don't want to not enjoy it because no. we're not again we're not critics. No. It's sometimes as much as I want to watch everything. I don't yeah, have to. Right, and sometimes I'll feel kind of <sighs> bad when I look at my lifetime distribution of uh of ratings. Like the three and a half and four is a lot of them, and I'm like, I yep. mean, but, but I don't. I'm not trying to watch bad movies. Yeah. I intentionally don't in most cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not a surprise that the overwhelming majority of my movies are three to four.
0: This means I can hold off on watching uh, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two until September. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> That's on. Those are all on Netflix right now. Uh, uh, I, I, I Robin was going to barrel through them. Uh,
0: Good for you. I have them. good all for you. Them. Well they were all available for like a buck ninety seven yeah, and sure. ninety seven cents at Bulmu. Yes. So I'm like And again, I didn't, there are... I didn't buy them all at once. I well, like parceled them out. <laughs> the, I don't know, I almost feel like that's the
1: sort of bullet you take all at once. That you'd have been better off.
0: Is Death by Paper Cuts or like One <laughs> Shotgun Blast?
1: Some <laughs> <laughs> by Thousand Cuts. Uh, but yeah, I would think that's something that's very available because I'm oh, sure they, they sold are. really well on Blu-ray and they're also probably the most oh, if you traded still, in. if you
0: still go to Bull Moose, you can still, like they, the Twilight section oh, is yeah, like I bet entire they entire thirty copies of, of every, all the used ones. And
1: there's probably another hundred in the back.
0: And they're all different versions. Yeah. Like, oh, here's just the single disc. Here's the double disc. Here's yeah. the Deluxe Edition. You know, they're all there. Will you enjoy that? Although you're you're almost done. I yeah, we have the one left to go. And I'm actually right now listening because I listen to screen drafts. Yeah, I'm listening to their draft on, like, yeah, on Twilight. And it's funny because they all really love it. It's it. it and I I don't want to paint a big paintbrush here, but screen drafts is a lot of gay dudes.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is right up their alley.
0: Yeah, I'm. So, I wait, think this, it,
1: this was made for. Uh, 12 year old girls and gay dudes Yeah,
0: and they're fucking loving it and I'm just like good on you guys I fucking hated that one but I'm glad that you love it (laughs) but it's funny though because they're mentioning the same stuff like I'm glad that was made for you that was made for someone because they're all talking about like Team Jacob and they're like Jacob is never a viable thing how did Team Jacob become a thing Yeah. and there's another one one of the guys on the screen draft who did not know Jacob was a werewolf when he watched them (laughs) Okay. he's like it blew my fucking mind and they're all like wait you didn't know Jacob was a werewolf I, mean, I haven't seen them either and I knew that <laughs> exactly um, it's like good job keeping that spoiler to yourself for that long holy <laughs> shit how did that even happen
1: it's like what was the one that I dodged spoilers for for like 20 years and I actually made it oh well old boy I, yeah. I dodged old boy trail, but that uh, is not
0: as prevalent <laughs> no
1: but in in our circles it is that's true yeah uh and I still managed to avoid it. Uh, so my loose goal of, because and it's kind of based on last year, I watched 120-something new movies last year, so I want to keep it around that. Um, I watched 50 Korean last last year. I want to keep it to that. Uh, I don't know what it'll be, I, and I left that vague because I don't know if, it'll, if it will end up being 50 new Korean watches or including my rewatches. So I've left that kind of vague. Uh, but I do, I have right now 20 in my Korean rewatch list. I should just shorten it to Korea watch.
0: I like that Korea yeah. Uh,
1: so I, I've got it right now. I've written 15 down, but I think I have 20 on my list. Uh, I want to watch at least 10 best picture movie, then best uh-huh. pictures that I either haven't seen in a while or have never seen. Um, we sort of talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I, I think I kind of want, what was your line? The, where did you, where was your cutoff on best picture where they're worth watching? Oh, like,
0: like late sixties
1: around late. 60s. I think, I think midnight cowboy is the direct yeah.
0: delineation. I'm pretty sure that was 69 or 70.
1: Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll make it one a month, make it a dozen. Uh, and then eventually over the course of much like, uh, my other, uh, yearly goal, um, It's kind of a long-term goal, maybe from, like, 1970 on to to have watched those, or to have watched every best picture in my lifetime. Yeah.
0: That's a good good goal. Yeah.
1: Uh, And then after that, it's just, it's directors. It's Coen's, it's Spielberg, uh, and I've already started on both of those, uh, with Munich and Bridge of Spies, and then with the Coen's, I've already watched Fargo and and True Grit this year. Mm -hmm. Nolan also, fill in the ones that I haven't watched in the last couple of years, uh... Villeneuve there's still early ones that I haven't seen and then other ones that I would like to rewatch. Uh That's it I guess for my for my goals. It's just it's it's very director laden. Still uh, I like I really like the
0: one of trying to like watch all the best pictures.
1: Yeah. And I'll get there eventually, but I'm not going to try to you could do it all in one year, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> so
0: Yeah, because once it starts feeling like too much of a task...
1: Yeah, and it it feels like that's all you're doing. Yeah. And you feel like you don't have a choice in what you're going to watch. I feel like we've done a good job Mm -hmm. spreading it out uh, to the point where on any given night, I have a wide variety of things that will all check off a box somewhere.
0: And it's like, that's why I was like, ooh, I can turn P.T. May into P.T. May and P.T. Nay. Yeah. Because I actually enjoy some of Paul W.S. Anderson's films. I like Event Horizon. Yeah. Ooh. I haven't watched all of the Resident Evil films so that I can include that as part of the September thing too. That's all that, that would that would cover you for the month probably. And I'm not even sure which here's the thing, I'm not even sure which one I haven't watched cuz I can't tell them I'm apart. Not, I'm not sure it matters. Um you know he's got some stuff that's not terrible. He's definitely got some stuff that is terrible. But he also directed both Mortal Kombat movies which are fun. Right. Well, two out of the three, not the newest one. Um yeah. Which was fun? Yeah, I'm oh yeah. See you gotta make it fun. You gotta make it fun for yourself or else what's the point? And if it turns out like my March Madsness, if some of these start getting too fucking depressive. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm just, I think I, once I think once you've watched the hunt, you're like, ah, maybe
0: let's have you got any fun ones? Yeah, not that would not be the time to go directly into the pusher. Right. But like stuff like the three musketeers. You know, that's gonna be stupid. That's gonna I'm be sure. And again, Casino Royale's in that as a buffer for against other things. Yeah. Um, another round Christ was, like, Academy Award nominated last year, I right. think. So, there's enough stuff in there that, again, if it starts to get too bad... Just watch Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, Doctor Strange would be another one in there. I feel like he's done another major... I do, too. Like, a major company thing.
1: There's no way to ever
0: find out, though, so... No. I would have to re- rely on my memory that's, for that.
1: That's unfortunate. One that I have on a on a list that doesn't really fall into a whole lot of categories uh, that I've just never seen that I think I'll really like but haven't watched because it's Mel Gibson is Apocalypto. Oh yeah. Because that's streaming somewhere. I can't remember where. But it's available right now. Is that good? Oh yeah, that film is
0: fucking bonkers. Yeah. Uh, So Um, I'm. He would be an interesting one to watch, like for like all of his directorial stuff. His directorial stuff. Because love him or hate him as a human being because he is a piece of shit yeah he's garbage uh, human but
1: that's, that's a lot of people that we watch though, yeah really. but he,
0: he makes good fucking movies he I'll really just, does I'll just
1: add Mel to my directors <laughs> um, I'm not putting a number on it because why limit yourself uh, why put yourself in that cage <gasps> cage
0: <laughs> it all full, fucking comes yeah, full circle it bad. all comes
1: together All right, uh, we're getting the overhead shot of Raymond James Stadium, so, ah, and the sun is out. It was pouring, downpour, I guess, this morning. Uh, This does not favor the Eagles now that the sun is out. But, oh, great, there's Joe and Troy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they've gotten worse, because I've always kind of put up with them and, like, defended them in a way, but I feel like they're getting worse. And
0: Joe Buck just has, like, the most, I mean, he's got the most punchable face.
1: He does, and his Joeisms are really starting to wear on me. And Aikman is like not even trying at this
0: point. No, he's like I'm a hall of famer. He's I'm gonna always say the fuck I want.
1: He's always been a dick, and that's kind of always what I've liked about him. But now it's yeah. just like he's a dick and he's not trying. Yeah. Um,
0: so he's, fuck a, that guy. he's a lazy dick.
1: Yeah. Uh, the thing that still amazes me every time I see it is how big Troy Aikman's hands are. Look at his thumb. Yeah. It is. That's and that's a quarterback thing. Like you yeah. always see, like the really good quarterbacks, they have enormous hands. Mm. Uh. And well, you know what they,
0: you, <laughs> Footballs are not small. No, you you think they kind of aren't. You actually hold them. So like, I have it's, small hands. It is hard to throw a football, and it's like, yeah,
1: that's why I love the ones at the school that uh, that are like three quarter size. Yeah. I can rip those things. Yeah, those things are perfect. But yeah, you yeah. get like
0: an NFL football, and I feel yeah, like a, I feel oh, like a yeah. child holding it. Uh, I'm like I can't throw this. For me. Give me a Nerf ball.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know what they say about a guy with big hands. He's an asshole.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: that's the way it is with Troy. There's a reason there's
0: no wedding finger, ring on <laughs> Troy Aikens' hands.
1: Because he is impossible to live with. A <laughs> uh, little known fact.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So
1: anyway, he's running his mouth now, so we're going to wrap it up. We Tight 140. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next time uh, to see how our goals are going that we just laid out.
0: Well, we've got a pretty good week for it coming up here. Yeah, we do. Uh.
1: There will be a lot of I got a lot of free time this week. There will be something on over here while I'm waiting for some kid to join my Zoom, which that will won't not. Happen. All right, we'll talk to you next week then. Bye. <laughs>